everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for downloading, streaming, watching on YouTube. However you take in my podcast, I appreciate it. So thank you. And if you haven't, tell an enemy coworker, tell somebody about the podcast. Go, hey, you know what? I think you might even hate this shit, but you got to hear it. I think you might love it. You got to check this out. So just share the podcast. Uh, welcome. And uh, yeah, I'm going to jump right in. Uh, for those who don't know, we have a nine-year-old son. His name is Miles. And I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And uh, honestly, this week, not much of anything going on with Miles. He's uh, he's kind of in his groove. Uh, you know, I, I do have to be better at at um, at providing some more structure for him. You know, I was one of those parents that were. That I thought I was going to be one of those parents where uh, where I was not allowing my kid to like play all these games and sit on the computer, but turns out I am. And uh, now if he was just on there messing around, it would be one thing, but he's actually like really into coding and always learning stuff on there. So that's why I'm a little hands-on, but I know I need to start providing a little bit more uh, structure. Maybe like in the mornings we can do like a, a workbook, whether it's math or English, uh, watch, watch a documentary, watch something about science. Uh, we have so many little STEM projects, rockets and stuff to build and little experiments and stuff to do that we just haven't gotten to. You know, um, so I, I think uh, when I get back, when we get back from this trip from Rochester and uh, Atlanta, I hear it popping. I don't know if it's going to affect anything, but I'll just let it go. Um, yeah, I need to start uh, implementing some more some more things to give him a little bit more structure, give myself a little bit more structure. And I know for him, I, I mentioned it and he did not like it, but I think once we get into the groove of it all, uh, he really likes to accomplish things, but it's it's hard for him to like uh, organize and and have a path towards that. So I really need to um, help him develop those skills and shit. I, I need to I need to better my skills when it comes to actually completing tasks and getting stuff done and organize it. You know, because I lived my entire life with all that structure in the military, and now it's all gone. So it's just kind of. It's kind of weird where, like, I know I need it, but I I don't want to put it on myself because <laughs> I, I was so happy to be done and retired and and, and not have to deal with that structure uh, to where it, I'm kind of hesitant towards it. God damn it. This popping is really making me upset. I just I have to leave it alone. But, uh, yeah, so he's doing well. Uh, we're headed out, heading out, yeah, heading out to Rochester on Friday, him and I. My wife is going to stay here. We're going to go for a week. I got a show up there next Friday, July 8th at the Carlson. Come check it out if you uh, if you live in that, up there. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm not li- really looking forward to the drive. I got to be honest. It's been a while, so I'm not sick of it, but I'm not looking forward to it. But I'm, I'm not sick of it like I had been in the past where I had I'd done it, you know, uh, three, four, five times in a year. It gets old. It's very, very boring. But I'll take I'll take safe and boring over exciting any any day. So I I just want to get there and back safely with no issues. That's that's all I'm looking forward to, and seeing my family. But um, yeah, he's doing well. Um, I've it's been a couple of weeks since I've, I've been to therapy, and it, it's going well. But I, I have to remind myself, uh, I have to remember to be intentional during the day with my thoughts. Um remaining positive being optimistic about things uh 
because what happens, and I think a lot of people fall into this uh, category, where like, um, say we want to make changes in our life, and we, you know, it, it can be tough to to get started. And then we do, and then the first week or so, everything is going well. You're kind of in a routine, and what happens is we get a little comfortable, and we we think we got it. We don't have to be as hard on ourselves uh, as as we as we were when we first started. Um, and what happens, I know for me and a lot of other people, but for me, it's just like, I slowly forget those things that got me to where I was in the last couple of weeks. You know, that's, that's the uh, tough part. It's just like building that, that routine, this building that for me, it takes about, about two and a half to three weeks to really get into a, a groove and, and, um, like, uh, not in a bad way at all, but like, I started to build up that kind of guilt to where, like, if I didn't go to the gym or if I eat something shitty, where I'm like, ah, I don't really want to do that. You know, it takes me about two and a half to three weeks to to build that um, sweat equity. I don't know what you want to call it, but it takes me a while just to build that that um, that uh, that little barrier between of what I used to do and what I'm doing now. So I got to get back on. I got to be intentional. Like he gave me these great exercises to do. Where I write down three things every every day, I would write down three things that I felt like I did right. And the way my mind works is, I, I, I typically just focus on the negative and the shit that didn't go right, and that's what kind of makes me spiral spiral down into these negative thoughts. But when I do do that, when I actually sit down at the end of the day and I go, you know what? Let me actually find three things that I feel like I really did well, or things I did right. And I go, oh, yeah. And it, it puts my mind in a different uh, frame, you know, a, 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 a different uh, I have a different attitude, a different outlook. It's a more positive. And I feel like things go better for me in the, when I get to that point where well, what I'm doing those things. But I, I just have to tell myself, hey, you're not ready to not do these other. You're not ready to not do all these other things. All right. You can't just focus on the one aspect of maybe just uh say like once i'm in my routine just going to the gym i can't just focus on that uh, i'm i'm not there yet i need i need to really sit down and write out these these things you know i i've just i haven't built up enough um i haven't i haven't yeah i haven't built up enough confidence and uh, whatever the other word i'm looking for i just haven't built up enough credibility or uh what it may be. I don't even, what, what, what am I looking for? Hmm. I've, I haven't put enough time in to trust myself to do, to kind of start taking little breaks of doing the small things. I, I'm not there. I'll say that. I can't really look at what the, I can't really think of the word I'm looking for. Uh, I'm just not that deep into my uh, routine yet. I'm not, I'm not there mentally and physically. So I have to make sure I'm doing everything. And honestly, if you're doing everything all the time, that's that's the best. You can't cut any corners, you know. But when you like, when you're like, for me, when I'm six, seven months into something, and I may forget to write down, um, you know, three things I did well that day, or maybe I, I had a something I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have eaten, you know. Uh, it's easier for me to go back six, seven months in as as opposed to a week and a half in. So. Got to get back on it. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I can't say things are falling apart, but I'm, I'm definitely, I see myself falling back right back into my old routine 
And a few weeks ago, I had got into getting up in the morning, working out. I made myself a breakfast. I was being, a lo- I was a lot more strict with myself. I got comfortable just that quick, and I and I, and I fell off that quickly, that quick. So I got to get back on it. All right, I've said it five times. <laughs> uh, I saw this weird story. Uh, you'll soon be able to um, use a dead relative's voice on your Alexa. That is very very odd. And apparently all you'll need is about one minute of them speaking and whatever the nerds have figured out, but they'll be able to um, uh, extrapolate if that, if that's the right word, your dead relatives saying all the other words that they haven't said, and they'll be able to say them to you on your Alexa. That is um, creepy. As much as I would, I honestly, I would rather have, <laughs> I would rather see an apparition, 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 a ghost of my deceased uncle and grandmother and uh, then just to hear their voice on an Alexa. I just, to me, that's just, that's just even more weird. And I would never tell my grandmother to cut the goddamn lights off or to play some young Dolph. I don't I don't know how it is in your family, but uh the elder statesman in my house, in my in my family, I call it a house like I'm in house like I'm in uh, Game of Thrones. Uh I would never tell them what to do. <laughs> I don't even like asking them to hand me some shit across the table. But I definitely tell them my hey, hey grandma, turn off the lights and put on young Dolph. That shit ain't happening. She would never listen anyway. It would be fucking Benny Hinn and a bunch of other gospel stuff that uh that she liked, and I, I couldn't argue with it. But uh, yeah, that's that's weird. I don't I don't, I don't know if anybody uh, would really be. You know what? I can't even say that. Of course, people are into that shit. <laughs> people like weird shit, so of course somebody would be into that. I I I for one am not interested in having uh, Alexa sound like someone that uh, that I loved who was now deceased. That would just freak me the fuck out. And the thing is about Alexa and the other one, I don't want to say her name because I got my phone in my hand because she'll wake up, is sometimes, you know how they are, they'll just say weird shit in the middle of the night. Like, I didn't get that. Can you repeat that? Okay, I'll play that. What was that? I don't need to hear my grandmother or uncle's voice come from downstairs at 3.30 in the morning when I'm already having a weird-ass dream. I I don't need that. That would just drive me over the edge, and I would probably uh, burn this house down and move across to the West Coast. (laughs) It's terrifying. I don't fuck with ghost shit. It's a weird thing. It's like I believe it, but I don't believe it, but I respect it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't want to find out. I don't think it's real. I don't want to find out if it's real, so I don't fuck with it. And I think there's a lot of people who are like that, where it's just like, eh, that sounds a little weird, but you never know. And I don't, I don't want to see any, anything weird. I don't, like I was talking to my boy Greg the other day and he was, and I didn't even know he even had a, um, uh, um, a ghostly encounter or whatever you want to call it. But he said he moved into an apartment that was fairly cheap and he lives in DC. He said it was like surprisingly cheap to where, where he walked in. It's a nice place. And the first thing he said to the guy was like, yo, what the fuck is up with this place? Who died here? <laughs> That's how cheap it was. 
And he goes, look, I'm going to be honest. This dude lived here for X amount of years. He died in this room. And my boy was just like, cool. <laughs> All right. But he said he came home from work one day, threw his shoes off in the room, in his room, just threw them. You know how you do sometimes. You flap one over there, flick one over there. He did that. Makes a sandwich, come back into the room. The shoes are together up against the wall. Toes up against the wall. And he was just like, oh, that's kind of weird. Because, you know, sometimes we, we go into autopilot. We start doing things. You know, you get home. You can finally turn your brain off. And you're kind of thinking about some other things. And, and before you know, you done, you, done, you took a shower or you made yourself something. You don't even realize it. We do it in the car. We've done that so many times, right? You walk out of work. You hop in your car. You check your phone. And the next thing you remember, you're pulling up in your driveway or your, your little parking lot at, at where you live. And you go, oh, shit, I don't, I don't even remember driving home. And he thought it was that. He thought it was that. He goes, maybe, maybe I just kind of zoned out. He made a point. Next day, comes home from work, kicks off his shoes, same thing. Makes himself something to eat, comes back in, boom, toes against the wall. He talked to his brother. He goes, yo, what the fuck is up with this shit? He, his brother told him, and I don't know if this is a black thing or if it's a southern church thing, but or if it's just a, I don't know if it's a, like a Southern Baptist, Pentecostal, Southern Christian thing, but his brother was like, yo, that is that person's spirit in there. You gotta, you gotta let them know that you're in their space. I've heard that so much, so many times from like people in my family and people I went to church with, I grew up around and they kind of had this a similar upbringing that I did. They would say that shit. Hey man, when something weird like that is happening, you have to acknowledge them that you're in their space and say that you mean them no harm and all this type of shit. I can't deal. I can't deal with that. But he said he took the advice of his brother. And he the next day he goes, "Hey, look, I'm Greg. I know this is your spot, but I'm here. I don't mean any harm." And he said from that day forward, he had no issues with the shoes, ever. I personally don't have any ghosts, supernatural, uh, paranormal experiences. Thank God. I I I don't know what I would do. I have no idea, and I, I hope to never experience some shit like that. I'm a pussy when it comes to that. I don't even like to watch scary movies at night. Like, if it's getting even close to nights, I, I can't do it. I got to watch my shit in the morning. Like, it, it's so early where my wife can come down, and she'll be like, are you really watching Hereditary at 7 a.m.? It's like, yeah, I want to see this movie, but I need a full day of sunlight and a full day of activities opening, closing, uh, dresser drawers, uh, <laughs> closets, all that shit. <clears throat> I need hours to forget about the movie. I, I know me. The moment the sun goes down, the scariest part of that movie is popping into my brain like, hey, this looks a lot like that scene from the movie. <laughs> I'm a scary dude, man. I, I, I don't fuck with that shit. I saw Paranormal Activity, and I couldn't sleep for like three days after that. I might have mentioned this on the pod way back in the day, but the part that really fucked me up, and uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen that movie, but do you remember the part where they put the baby powder down on the floor and the next morning, or I can't remember if, if it was the next morning or if they were woken up in the middle of the night, but there were those like uh, three-toed uh, hoof prints. 
in the uh, baby powder, that shit right there, I was like, fuck this. There's absolutely no way I could stay in the house. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even take anything. I wouldn't take anything. I would just leave. I'm so glad I've never been in a, in a, in a position to where I thought I lived in some uh, haunted place. And like, I, I go to a, I would do a, a lot of venues in DC. A lot of these basement shows, these attic shows. I mean, in DC is old as fuck. And some of these places look like dungeons, man. And it does cross my mind. Like what the fuck happened down here 200 years ago? Somebody had to have died down here. Somebody had to have been killed, stabbed, murdered, raped uh, down here at some point in time. This has been down here for too long. There's no way people weren't kept here against their will. There's no way there's nothing but good energy and spirits down here. I And, and to be honest, I don't like to know. Even when I started working these theaters with Norman and stuff, and people would go, oh, yeah, this place is haunted. I go, don't say anything else. I don't want to hear any more stories. Same thing in, in D.C. Like, uh, we'll be wrapping up these shows at night and you're there with the people who work there and they start talking about weird shit. I go, hey, please cut it out. I, I don't want to hear about anything weird that happens in this place because it's already in the back of my mind. I don't need any confirmation because I will not come back. I got a friend in Ohio, Nicole. She had, a, she had some type of entity or spirit at her. I would not go over there. And... Apparently, this motherfucker has uh, followed them to Colorado. <laughs> so if if and when I go out there, I would not be stepping into their home. I, I can't do it. I don't fuck with ghosts <laughs> or anything like that. That shit is too scary, man. Uh, all right. I got to wrap this up. I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet, which means I probably won't get through it. You know what? I'm just going to stick to what I have. So. I've been watching this. Uh, this. Uh, this. Uh, the, I watched the last uh, January six hearing. I've been watching all of them. I need to slow the fuck down. And um, look, I'll say this: I'm not getting caught up in any sensational lies or or a cinematic story about Donald Trump choking anybody, trying to grab the wheel. I get it. All that stuff sounds um, dramatic, and it, it makes it sound even worse than what it is. But I don't want to get caught up in any of that shit. None of that shit matters to me. You know, in the back of your mind, it's like, oh, this is exactly what I want to hear about this piece of shit. But it, that doesn't matter. I am I am so f there for all the facts and details about this guy lying about this election at every turn that he can. He was told by multiple people, multiple times at different levels of his administration that what he was doing was wrong and against the law and it could likely put him in jail and it's going to get a lot of people hurt and in, in some possibilities his lie is going to get people killed and I, I i love to just watch all these people slowly just tell on this dude he is exactly who i thought he was and uh, millions of other people we knew exactly who this guy was he was not going to go without a problem without a fight and the more you watch this shit the more you see it, he wanted, he was letting in arm. He wanted arm people in at that rally on January 6th. So they could go down to the Capitol. I, I, I truly just don't see how this guy is even able to run for office anymore. I mean, shit, black people, you go somewhere, you start a fight with a pair of Tim's or dreads and nobody with dreads or Tim's could ever go there ever again. And you could be defending yourself. 
You could be defending yourself, and they'll fucking how oh, you can. We don't want that. We don't want that in here anymore. Your jeans too big. We don't like your hat. Anything that looks like the last guy that started some shit, we don't want that in here. And then you have people that will actually go up and testify against this dude, and then say they will still vote for him. <laughs> That's what's crazy. But the scarier part to me about all of this is is the people who claim to love the framers and the Constitution in America. So they're not watching this shit. They're not. They're not watching this. The people who really they love this, they're not watching this. These are the same people, man. That that I mean, when the riots were happening, they were they were so quick to condemn all that stuff, so quick to condemn. And I, I think back to when I was younger, when I was not a politically, uh, I don't want to say active, but just interested in politics. You know, being in the military, a lot of my friends were these conservative people, and they would always, hey, man, you got to vote. You got to do this. You got to get into it, man. They would even bring up my ancestors, man. Come on, man. Your ancestors, they couldn't vote. At least vote for them. And these are the, and I'm not saying these specific people who told me that, but the people in that camp, these are the same people who now want to tear down the entire thing. They, The FBI is is corrupt. The uh, CIA is corrupt. Uh, Congress is corrupt. Everybody is corrupt now. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to believe any any of these institutions that they put all their faith in, that they told me to put my faith in. But now that it's not working for them the way that they want, now all of a sudden it's all gone to shit and America is over. And the funny part about it is, it's just like, I was the one saying, like, I don't trust this stuff. I don't believe this. I don't believe. Come on, man. This is America. The, the framers, the founding fathers. This is this is the best thing we got. The Constitution is such a living document. It's a it's a great document. It's a living document. It's this is that. This is the best uh, place we can live on the planet. All this all these great things about America. Why the great experiment works. You know, while it's not perfect, it's the best thing that we have, and you want to be a part of this democracy. Now look at them. They want to tear it all down. All because they're not getting what they want. And also what's crazy too is these are also the same people who are so caught up in facts and all this type of shit when it comes to trans people and gay and anything that has to do with queer identity or just just identity at all oh the facts you know we gotta worry about the facts and man and woman what about these facts you're so you're so fact driven when it comes to uh gender and shit and science and but when it comes to these facts what, what this guy does all of a sudden you want to ignore facts you want to live in a different world and my thing is and i'm not trying to really compare trans people to this to this lie that trump is telling because I, I i'm not saying that at all i'm not saying that at all I will ask this question though: If a person is trans and they they live their life, they may present themselves, or you might have known them as a different gender. Now there's a different person. Um, why is that so hard to accept? I don't understand. Like, okay, you 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 really want to accept this because you know you, you, all of a sudden you're, you're so fact based. You want all the information. But when it comes to this election shit, and now they want to talk about all these facts and show that the fact that there was no voter fraud uh, that would have uh, affected the election at all. You, you don't want to believe that. These people are coming out firsthand ex uh, experiences. Shit that he said to them directly or around him, around them. These are people who are his loyal to him, people that he hired, that he put in these positions. 
Now, all of a sudden, they're lying and they're all pieces of shit and they're all conspiring against them. Now, you don't want to believe these facts. I mean, they, they have it down. They have the timeline down. There's no way around this. He's lying 100%. There's no truth to anything that that man is saying. But just still just willing to believe what you want to believe and you're doing exactly what you claim trans people are doing. Ignoring facts to uh to believe what you want. And my thing is like a person living their their life as a uh, as the, the the opposite gender of, of which they were uh born as that doesn't really that doesn't affect my day-to-day life. You know, it it doesn't. It doesn't affect your day-to-day life. But this guy going out here lying and saying that he won the election, it was stolen. That's affecting everybody. People died that day. People are still running on that shit. They're they're threatening to assassinate people who who uh who speak out against them. They're threatening witnesses. I know. So my thing is, next time somebody asks me what's a woman, I'm gonna ask them who won the election. I'm gonna ask them that shit and see how that goes. But there's a show. That's the show. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, follow me on all things social media at Chris Allen Comedy. And again, I will be at the Carlson in Rochester, July eighth, eight o'clock. I got four more friends coming out. It should be a dope show. Not should be. It will be a dope show. All right, I'm out. Peace.